Hello and welcome to the Weekly Recap. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm here with um, my favorite brother, Nick. Oh, That's thank not you. true. That's, That's absolutely not true. That's not true. true. Um, but we have a very special episode for you today. We are on location at our favorite brewery. I think we can all say that. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yes. if I would you've say, ever listened to the show before, I would you say, know yeah, this is a craft beer is. podcast, but it's really about dancing at the end of the day. <laughs> So yeah, so, we're very excited today to bring you a podcast from Dancing Gnome. And uh, we're sitting down here today with our good friend Trevor. And friend of the pod. Fr- yes, friend, of the, friend pod, of the pod, Trevor. And our new friend Katie. Hey. So Welcome. Cute. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Trev, welcome back. This is like your sixth episode. You're, I think you, you're the one that has been on the most... You're, Fourth behind Jake. You've I been believe. on more than me, I think. <laughs> I would I would say yes, that's true. <clears throat> Jake, I'm coming for you. I would say you're probably pretty close at this point too, yeah. because he, he's just he's like... been in and out for a while. <laughs> but um, Katie, welcome. Thanks for doing this with us. Yeah, we're thanks very for having me. To talk to you tonight. So yeah, let's. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Um, so I want to know from you. Wait. Wow. We're just going to jump right into it. No, I, I, no, I'm asking... Oh, okay. stop. No, I'm going to start off with some... <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, this is what happens when you literally have nothing prepared before you do something like this. And all of this is going to be left in. You guys need one of those cut things where you can just like start yes, over like, ah, yes. take two. Like, we <laughs> actually should. That's actually a great yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm a, sure. I don't know what those are called. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, oh, what are they called? I know what they're it's called. It's a slate. Gotta, it's got to have... Slate. A okay. Slate. It's a yeah. slate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that word. I figured it had a special word, so yes. I learned something slate. today. It's a though. I mean, I'm sure it's colloquially, colloquially called a slap board. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, Trav, you were going to say something? Who is Katie Sullivan? Yeah, that's actually what I want to know. <laughs> Um, so how, I, I was going to say, how did you get involved in craft beer? So you, you are, what's your position here? You're, I'm a brewer at You're a brewer at Dancing Gnome. Okay. Yes. How did you get involved in craft beer originally? Like not the actual brewing part, but sure. like give us, give us a little background on you and your sure. experience with craft beer. Um, so I think I feel sometimes kind of. It feels weird to say, like, I feel unique. Um, I don't mean that. I can't think of a better way to say it. But I think I got interested in uh, food fermentation first before I really started, like, making beer and getting into beer. Um, so after college, uh, I have an installation sculpture major, which is not a job. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so, mine either. Uh, yeah. Why I well? graduated and then very quickly realized like that was not going to be my life in at least the short term. Um, okay. And kind of just found myself interested in like making pickles. <laughs> um, and Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think like that really has been like the starting point of quote my career um so i was living in baltimore uh shortly after college and there was a business there called hex ferments um that makes sauerkraut kimchi and kombucha um and so i started working there um and uh just kind of from there like kept following my interests so i was making kombucha and kombucha was cool but i was starting to get into home brewing like tea and cider and sour beers are pretty related to like 
kombucha and wild cider. So I started working at a cidery called Millstone um, that now defunct, rest in peace, uh, but was sort of like a wild hard cidery and we made meat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty influential on, I was becoming a very regular like beer home brewer at the same time. Uh, so I was reading the American Sour Beers book, which is kind of like the text on wild beers and sour beers. And I've never been like much of a gearhead as a home brewer. So okay. like my setup was pretty basic. Yeah. And one thing you can do without like temperature control and like a lot of uh, things that now in retrospect would have been like really nice to have. <laughs> um, but you can make like wild sour funky beer like without um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that was sort of also pretty synergistic with my cider making and job at the cidery. So I was getting deeper into that in homebrewing. And recently, I guess a year and a half ago now, but um, I was pretty involved in the homebrewing community down in Baltimore. Uh, I organized some competitions down there and had been brewing like mostly saisons. I think I'm into kind of all sorts of beers, but kind of back to like what I sort of had the capacity to do. And I've always had this interest in plants. And so like saisons, I think, kind of lend themselves to a sort of culinary approach. Um, you can add like herbs and spices and sort of tinker around with all those different flavor components. But I moved up here. Uh, my husband is a resident at UPMC. And I had been kind of realizing for a while that I wanted to work in beer professionally. Uh, and I had sort of been trying to do that in Baltimore. But this move, medical school and becoming a doctor is a very intense process. Yeah, so yeah. the move was kind of on the horizon for a while. And so I had sort of tried to get some back of house jobs down in Baltimore that just didn't really pan out. And then after a while, I sort of stopped trying because I was like, we're probably moving and like, I'm not going to start something with five months left on the calendar. But when we moved up here, I really made like that sort of the focus of what I was trying to do for my work. And I didn't really, I guess I applied maybe to one position that was open. Um, But basically, I just looked at like, here's a couple breweries in Pittsburgh that are really like knocking out of the park, um, both in terms of like quality and then maybe like how clear their vision seems. Um, Reached out to Andrew and happily uh, kind of found a position here that I think was originally supposed to be more of a production assistant. Things just kind of happened and um, happily now, like I spend my day mostly brewing beer. So no complaints. Well, that is a very interesting story. Yeah, I don't know how to make that brief, so sorry. <laughs> no, that's what we came here for. Yeah. Is to hear about you. Right. Um, so are, are you, is it, are like wild fermented beers like your favorite style of beer, or have you kind of like grown to love other styles? I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I, I don't think I have a favorite. I might have used to have said like, sour beer is like my thing mm-hmm. um but i th- i've been thinking about that a lot lately actually um but i think it's just kind of like that's sort of what was easy and natural for me to get interested in and i was really interested in it i'm not not now but um i think it's equally interesting to me to kind of get to explore like things in the realm of quote, clean beer. So like different yeast strains or different processes. Um, I think uh, I've actually been sort of thinking about, I would love to do 
maybe just like on a homebrew type scale, like some kind of hop trial, because I don't think I've ever like really deeply reflected in my internal being on like, what is Amarillo? Um. Um, actually, I feel the same way, because every time I'm like, oh, I really like Citra, and then I have a, I have like an all Citra beer, and I'm like, wait, maybe I don't really like Citra. I don't know. It's just, it's so different everywhere, and yeah. I, you know, it's... Well, it, I mean, it really is. Like, we um, recently, so normally I don't think uh, just Dancing Gnome at large would have had the opportunity to do hop selection, because we're a pretty small brewery, and just the way that we buy our hops like we would pretty much only have that option for Amarillo like one hop among many that we use and so you know Andrew's not going to fly to Washington just for that Um, but because of coronavirus um, they don't want anyone on the farms so they've actually figured out a way to like overnight like different hop lots to breweries and then once you receive it you have like three hours to make your pick Um, And so we got to do hop selection like here in the brewery, which was super cool. And it was, I've always heard this, but I've never been able to like do it myself of like, oh, they're so different if they come from this corner of the field or that corner of the field, Mm -hmm. Um, which coming from like this food and like, uh, I've also done a lot of work with like small little urban farms. Like I know that to be true. Like you go pick an apple that was in the sun and you go pick one that was in the shade and they taste completely different, even though like they were on the same tree. Um, But I'd never really gotten to experience that with like hops before in practice. So it was pretty neat to actually say like, oh yeah, like this one would be the best like for our beer, Mm -hmm. like the based on the way that we use it, but they're all Amarillo. So I think there's... interesting. Is that like, obviously these farms are massive. So it's like, but, like, how much, I guess what I'm wondering is, like, how much of that, like, if one part is different than the other, like, how big could that one section be to, and, like, you know, uh, how similar would that lot all be together? I don't know. Yeah. That, you know yeah, I, I also have no answer for that. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it was more like can't a, imagine. yeah, it was like a moment for me where it's just, like, there's so much to know, you know? Yeah. Like, it's never ending. Yeah, it really I think with the hops too, the the crazy thing about that is most of these brewers are buying things for the year. Yeah. Right. Like the, this is your hop for that year or whatever. So, being able to narrow that down and take those differences into account just seems like a really intense process. Yeah. So. I so don't did know. someone like deliver like a. Was it like a deal or no deal style like box that they open and they were like three hours take your pick go? I guess I wasn't like super focused on the the true packaging, but it was pretty cool because they gave us like some swag. Um, so uh, my like it feels nerdy, but like my favorite thing from this box, they were basically like three little packages we could open, and they set it up. They sent you like a mat. Um, I think they sent us like a little cutter, like these are like disposable things, but like basically something so you could like, it was a brick of hops and you could like break it up, rub them in your hands and then sniff it and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they also sent us like stickers and hats and like, and this really cool book that has um, from our supplier that we buy hops from, like their whole, like it wasn't a catalog exactly, but it was like every hop that they sell with a sensory profile in it. 
And I was like, ooh, that (laughs) is useful. And it was like a really sexy book. Like it was like nice gloss paper. Love that. Love that. It it makes all the difference. It's not your marketing budget there must be so high. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the penny sheets. You got you got like the the Victoria's Secret catalog. Oh yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Now that, like, so since you guys have gone through that process, did you actually select something that you're going to use or? Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I can't, like, uh, I'm not sure that I could say a ton of specifics about it. Well, it, no, more just like, um, it literally is like lot, whatever number. Yeah. That I gotcha. doesn't mean a lot to me, honestly. <laughs> uh, but more just to the point of like, um, I think I've always liked hazy IPAs but it wasn't like a brewing interest of mine coming here to work here like I think like I wanted to work here because I feel like we are brewing things at just like a really high level of what we choose to make and it's been nice for me to find new interests in that like uh really delve deep into like what certain hops are and how they operate with like our yeast and all that kind of deep dive do you still do anything at home? No. Um, I mean, I, 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 I <laughs> yeah, I like aspire to do that and just, it's probably never happening. Yeah. Like, um, this is maybe misleading. Katie has been working on a bunch of pilot batch stuff here though. So not at home per se, but 10 gallon batches of yeah. experimental stuff at the brewery. Yeah. Um, thank you, Trevor. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, no, because... The secret's out. Well, so I I do that (laughs) kind of thing. Um, uh, That is sort of like on my day off. Like, I'll come Mm -hmm. in and do that. Um, But we have a pilot system that Andrew used when he was, like, testing out recipes for getting Dancing Gnome started, and that's, like, way nicer than what I have at my house. Yeah, Yeah, how loud is this dog situation? (laughs) There's a leaf attached to the leash. Oh, Oh, it's fine. It's so funny, though. She's perfect. This is a dog-friendly podcast, uh, yeah, so we have whiskey. Uh, yeah, she was whining all last week. <laughs> so yeah. we have whiskey here with us today. She's a really good girl. Yes, she's being so good. You That's are amazing. being so good. Great job. Amazing. Yeah. So do you miss making like wild, firm beers? Have yeah, for sure. To, have you tried to push for that? To uh, get done? That is not happening at Dancing Gnome. <laughs> <Home. laughs> um, and we did make uh, Wild Lustra. Um, right. That right. was kind of made before I got here and then packaged while I was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and were we to ever have the opportunity to do that again, I have some, like, thoughts and ideas of, like, you know, how we could kind of make a, another pass at it. But I think that that's not really um, in Andrew's main interests. And it also would be pretty challenging from a capacity perspective for us to do it. Like, we just are so out of space yeah. in the brewery. Yeah, that makes sense. And it would be responsible to keep that kind of thing separate from our other products. So right now it's really not on the table. And um, I think for me it's definitely something that I miss, but I'm not, like, so sad about it. Like, I, I feel like if I you know, want to get back into that, I could. It just would be at home. Sure. So, so I'm going to count that as an exclusive mm. because Dancing Gnome is not doing wild firm beers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I mean, considering okay, the size I don't want to say lot, never, no, ever, no, ever. Yeah. So, like, we could have guessed. Right, but that the thing is, like, 
with Wild Firm too, you have that open element to it, right? The the possible area around you causing issue or not not issue but like creating flavors, contamination, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so when we made um, Wild Lustra, so we have. Um, some slightly separate storage from the back production area um, where we keep like grain um, and that's where uh, the wild luster bales had been initially mm -hmm. um, and now we've we are using that area for clean barrels as well but that's kind of not like how it started it was sort of like wild stuff was out there and then clean stuff was in with the production brewery um, so it was separate when we did that project um, but now it would be a little bit harder because we've kind of like pushed some other clean stuff out into that area. Right. And I mean, it seems like there's a lot more happening in small spaces around here, right? Like that's, you're just building on top of everything that's already here. So I'm sure that that would be pretty impossible to have the size capacity available, right? Yeah. I mean, we are like, just our stuff is like tetris -ed. <laughs> every which way back there um we're kind of like bursting at the seams so uh i think we are trying to focus on like you know just stuff that we like doing that we do really well and like dial that in to be um really high quality like i see like the kolsch and some of our loggers kind of going in that direction like um that requires space in a way like it's a longer uh turn on a tank um than just like an ale would be. But you know, it's something that we like and something that has been turning out in a way that we're happy with. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of trying to, I think, invest our energy for now in, in that type of thing, as opposed to like a whole new exploration. Wild <laughs> fermentation is like a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, you know? I can imagine no, it yeah. just no, takes yeah. over. Yeah, I was just curious yeah. if you missed it and if you, if yeah. you had any input about. <laughs> um, they obviously trust you. So I just didn't know if you had any uh, any pull with that here, but just just aside. Just it's not really question. something I'm pushing for here. I don't think that we have like it's a personal interest of mine mm -hmm. for sure, but um, I I really don't I don't know how we would logistically even do it. Um, like m for space reasons, for timing reasons, uh, so many things. And so you know I'd rather um, do something well like then half acid. Sure. I think so that's the right way to go about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have a question. I, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, so how, how long have you been here, I guess, first? Um, I think uh, definitely over a year, maybe not a full year and a half. Okay. So yeah. in that time, has, have you had any, like, specific beers that were, like, your project or anything that, like, start to finish was, like, designed by you or, or yeah. that you worked closely on or whatever? Um, not really. Um, I think I've sort of maybe – I don't even want to say my influence. Um, I think, like, I've sort of tried to work on our beers in maybe other ways and not that, like, I'm making a beer. Like, I think that, like, that has kind of – if it was ever not, like – Definitely that's something that Andrew, you know, it, this is his brewery and he kind of has like a vision for what he wants to make. I am like about the wavelength of like, let's make English beers, like let's make Kolsch's, like I love that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I've sort of, for me, my interest in kind of like something that keeps me like excited every day is really learning about 
kind of some of the nuances of our process that isn't like a sexy thing like I made a recipe but like um, I have been putting a lot of like time into trying to understand like our yeast propagation process and how that affects our beers um, I'd also kind of like to spend some time and not even necessarily to change things quote unquote just um, really kind of like dive deep on like is this the best that our beer can be because that's like what we're all after uh, and I think too, I'd sort of like to spend more time um, understanding like our water and our water chemistry. Um, and I think I'm happy with our beers as they are for sure. But it's both interesting to me, kind of like on a personal level, to learn those things like through making our beers. Um, but then, you know, if kind of something comes up where I'm like, hey, like we could try this, and I think I hope you know would make it better in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been something I've enjoyed doing here a lot. I think you have a science mind. You might have a degree in art, but I think you have a science no mind. No one ever told me that science was cool. Like Science in, is cool. In <laughs> school. Like, I think that's like, yeah, I have such sucks. a bone to pick with like the public education system yeah, because yeah. I didn't realize until I was they're like do- 21 that yeah. science is cool. They're, I mean, they're doing, I mean, I think they're trying to do that now because we need people in science to like right. cure pandemics and shit you know <laughs> wait what's a pandemic um it's the next step above an epidemic oh okay really and if you ask me if an epidemic what an epidemic is i don't know the is there like a that. grade scale like a yeah. like a red yeah, so yellow we're green in the red right i get Whereas, that yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's like red yeah it's just in flames yeah just everything just is burning. a hot flame i'm on fire flame. and i'm in hell yes okay i have another question um we're just gonna keep grilling you great um so now that you brew beer for a living does that detract from your enjoyment drinking beer um man alex really hitting hard with these yeah uh (laughs) i i think a little bit like the real answer is yes um because it's very hard for me to not think about something like I, i can't just like enjoy it yeah and if there is any kind of off flavor that's the only thing I can think about. Like, mm. I can't get, like, I just am focused on, like, which, happily, my diacetyl threshold is, like, really low. Like, it's not like I don't have one, but, like, it's pretty low. So, like, other people will be like, I just get a hint of diacetyl, and I'm like, nothing. Thank God. Can you explain what that is? I, um, I'm not sure. familiar with that. So, it is, uh, fuck, um, <laughs> it's, like. Just, like, general. Yeah. You don't need to get into the um, whole chemistry I don't aspect. want to, and I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> um, it's, like can be like this buttery flavor that uh, is not entirely from an unfinished fermentation, but in craft beer, um, kind of this like t- like cloyingly sweet, sometimes like buttery. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie theater popcorn is a yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, like if you're if you're what I'm saying threshold, like if you're testing somebody to see if they can pick it up, you actually can buy like that fake butter, like whatever that would be powder fake butter extract great and like (laughs) spike um your drinks with it and see like how much you have to add before somebody's like oh my god this tastes like popcorn um but some styles it's like part of the style like english beers it's like not a big deal sometimes but often in craft beer it kind of means something was rushed like they didn't let the fermentation finish because they were trying to like package it and sell it um, and they should have just like let it ferment another couple days, um, and 
so like in craft beer sometimes if you taste that that means like just like weren't patient enough they were wrong yeah they did a bad thing yeah (laughs) um we're not going to hold you to any of this as fact either. I, I'm sure that this no. is not, like, lot that's of, way more lot science of, than A lot of opinions. Uh, well, but I guess I mean, like, I think, like, so um, I took a trip recently and um, to Maine, which was great, but didn't have any bad beer except for at this one brewery that, um, like, definitely one of their beers, like, had some diacetyl in it. And I was just like, I can't, like, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my liver on this. Like, uh, which is so. I think back to, like, does doing it for a living, like, make it less fun? Like, it makes it fun in different ways. Like, because um, I can kind of, like, drink something and be like, oh, I wonder how they did this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, it's harder to tune out and just be, like, chill and drinking a beer. And if anything, sense. like, I go back to, like, a few beers for that. Like, ones that I have, like, all the time. Like, I'm not, like, the fun beers are not, like, the one-offs almost. It's, like, mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Because I don't have to think about that beer anymore. Yeah. Just yeah. great. That's why so many of you guys just chug hams all the time, right, Trev? You don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You like some hams. <laughs> there we go. All right. So after a hey. short beer break. Here we are. All Hi. Hi. And uh, 20 minutes of Trevor trying to open a barrel-aged Lustra. It was only like three minutes. Oh, she's foaming. Oh. Yeah, she is. She's foaming. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to have this again. I had it uh, at a, I think it was a 4th of Thank July you. party. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we, I'm excited about this. Thank you. We had it the weekend it was released, I'm pretty sure. And I was uh, very impressed. And it's definitely a different variation of Lustra. But I'm very, very excited to try it again. So we all cheers at the end, so we're not going to clink glasses until then. But... We've definitely done it in the middle. I we have guests. Yeah, that's up. Uh, smells yeah. amazing. Is there more left? Um, so, Katie, do you a have a favorite, um, like, standard double that Dancing Now makes? Because I know that Nick and Sarah do. I, I think I, I do as Sarah well. Does. Sarah, yeah, definitely, Sarah does. definitely does. And, yeah. I scream Is it, it the time. same? It's like Always the, same. the ones that you guys do, like, fairly oh, no. often. Yeah. There's about, um, like, a handful or more. Yeah, I uh, I don't know like exactly how many, but so five or six like that. Um, I think my favorite might be Exquisite Beast. Um, I just it's got like this really nice like juice to it that mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. I I like them all for their own merits, but mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite. Gotcha, interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp though. I I feel like each of them has their own kind of weight to it. Yeah, and. I am with you on the Exquisite Beast. I feel like it's Hell my yeah. favorite. I thought Dakota Line was your favorite. Well, Dakota Line's like a, not part of the standard set because but, it was it hasn't yeah. been around since the beginning. Would you con- <laughs> would you consider a double lustra in that, nice. or is that not? Well, it's like it's like B one two Exquisite Beast, Ceilings, uh, Warman Splash. I would include double. Better one. Yeah, or two. I, would, I guess at this point Dakota would be part of that. So Dakota, I would, would put Dakota be, would be mine. Yeah. But it's definitely I feel like a lot. It's it's much less irregular. Yeah, yeah. It, it's much less available. I think yeah. is why I like that one more. I would put Dakota line in before I put double lustra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? We only do. We dub- do it more. Yeah, we do double lustra like two or three times a year, maybe four, but not not very often. Yeah. And I always get two four packs at least of it. So. <laughs> do you guys have anything in store for the winter time? 
Um, Anything you can hint at? Blink twice. <laughs> no, not anything I could uh, really specifically hint at. I mean, I think some of the some of the standards like we'll probably I think there's talks of Yam Jam again. Yeah. We'll probably see oh, some yeah. Oh, yeah. fun. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. Um, we guys just did Black Clouds again, mm-hmm. or not Black Clouds? Um, Dead Sleep. Dead Sleep. Dead Sleep was this yeah. Week, yeah. Uh, and then um, I mean, we do have like uh, quarterly releases of Black Clouds, but. Um, I'm not. Yeah, it's not coming up for. I mean, it is in winter. Sure. Yeah, that that is what I said. (laughs) Yeah. So so Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. We have a couple collaborations coming up on the calendar um, pretty soon. Um, I'm not sure what all the beers are going to be, but um, on Tuesday, we're brewing with Necromancer Brewing that's going to open up. ASAP uh, in North Hills. I, yeah, I'm so bad with the geography yeah. of Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was more like a lifeline of like, please help me with the. Map. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, like, probably just, it's like probably <laughs> yeah, no, fifteen minutes that way. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, fine. so they're coming in, and uh, I believe we're gonna make a Kentucky Common, which I've never had before. It's kind of like part of their inspiration for their business is resurrecting like older styles of beers. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's like. Kind of like a dark cream ale. I don't want to be like quoted as an authority on that, but I'm excited <laughs> to like make kind of something that's lower ABV um, and you know has some of those like maltier flavors. I think that'll be a cool like new beer to try making, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be fun to hang out with them. Uh, and likewise, um, later this in November, I think um, we're going to be doing a collab with Old Thunder. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, Very cool. down the road. So Yeah. Um, yes. Well, they'll be here, but they are down the road. So So a couple of local collabs coming up. Yeah. That's awesome. Which will be neat, I think. That's uh, Yeah, Necromancer was one that was uh, way under the radar for me. I didn't know that they even were a thing up until, like, my dad sent me a paper, like, a... Picture like of, yeah. picture of a news. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's funny. That's so dad. It My is, dad yeah. does like, stuff like that too. Place? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Will they be metal? No. My dad okay. texts me like my dad lives in Colorado right now, and sometimes he'll text me like literally the same thing, like cell phone pictures of a newspaper and be like, This is an article about craft beer. And I'm like, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> it's it, it happens. They are they they are trying their best. It's so nice. It's they so are, sweet. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. It's like they thought of you enough to like take their phone out, snap a pic, yeah, it send was like, it to you. Katie likes craft beer. She'll love this. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for their spot. Um their head brewer, uh is a friend of mine, uh, Lauren Hughes, um, and she has worked a bunch of different places. Um, most recently, she was assistant head brewer at Penn. Yeah. Um, and it was actually really cool for me to kind of, like, get to know her And during that time because they're, like, old-school German methods, which is just so different from like what we do here at Dancing Gnome in a lot of ways. So it was fun for me to go and be like, wow, look at all this copper. Like, <laughs> neat. And they're very well established too, right? Like yeah. they've been around forever. So yeah. I'm sure that being able to see like the stuff that they're using and probably have been using for years. It was state of the art in the 80s. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it'll be really cool to see like, you know, from all of those experiences, like what she does, I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the write up was very interesting because like you said, they're doing like historical beer styles mm-hmm. that haven't been around for years or uh, nobody's doing them now. So I feel like that's kind of on the pulse of what's happening 
in the industry in general. A lot of people are kind of experimenting more and, and expanding yeah. their tap lists. IPA so. fatigue, perhaps. Well, Possibly. and kind of like back to like the Kolsch conversation is like it's it's fun to get to like do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, that when you do this as your job, like 8% hazy IPAs is like a big thing for you to be like drinking regularly. <laughs> like that wears you down. I ju- Yeah, I just had this conversation with my dad. Like I used to be putting them back and now I have like two or three and I'm like on the floor yeah. the next morning. And I'm like, well, maybe not. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, but so I think that's kind of dovetailing like Brewers and people who work at breweries are starting to think, like, I want a really good beer, but maybe not, like, that beer all the time. And it's kind of a nice synergy between those things of, Mm -hmm. like, I can make something new and have other beers that I like to drink. Yeah. No shade against the hazy IPAs because they're still great. They are. Yeah, no, I mean, we understand, but you, you really can't have them all All day, day, every day. day. It's, It's really not... Um, what I'm trying to do. Right. So, and I think one of the things that put Dancing Gnome on the map in general is their, uh, like the, the attention to the petite IPA or whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call it, the session IPA. Like there's... Shout out to Trevor for uh, popularizing that term. Yeah? That was you? That was you again? Oh, man. Uh, Andrew and I. The <laughs> ideas that are just <laughs> coming it was, out It was of his idea man. for the beer. And he was like, what should we call it? Like session ale... Something, something. I'm trying to give petite IPA all to you. And we were trying to like, we were just can you trademark that? Joke names. I no, feel like you I, should. I, Dissolver is the first one we did the collab with them. Was the first one, and they also use that term now. Okay. And they do a lot of low ABV IPA. Um, but I believe Lord Hobo. I think there's another brewery that does it. Mm-hmm. And I think Vince from Dissolver was at Lord Hobo for a little, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, there's a few places that do that though. Okay. Yeah. Now. So. So unfortunately, you can't. I'll, I'll take vegan milkshake that. IPA. Hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, su- my call. I'm <laughs> shocked that people have not done more of I think, that. I think that is a thing. The also. vegan milkshake. Yeah. IPA. Uh, so Sapwood Cellars, at least down in Maryland, there. Um, Scott Janish is vegan, uh, and so I think that they like. Oh well, no, you're because ta- you're talking about like straight up lactose. I take it all back. Yeah, I take it all back. I'm gonna. When we did, I'm wrong. The collaboration with um, Resident Culture wasn't it? It was Resident (laughs) Culture, and they wanted to do. We were gonna do a quad, but then we didn't think we could get it high enough to do a quad IPA. And then we were like, "What about milkshake?" And we're like, "What about if we try to replicate the mouthfeel of a milkshake IPA without the use of lactose?" And I was like, "Let's call it a vegan milkshake IPA." It was a wild beer, though. It was, what, 12%? Uh, and 12 or 13. It was, like, 12.8. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember liking it. I didn't. I, it I wasn't was really big, a big It was very sweet. It was, it was, yeah. that is probably the sweetest beer we've put out, yeah. um, rivaling things like underscores and stouts. My favorite was beer. I found one in the back of the fridge, like, eight months later, and <laughs> housed that son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I so was this, like... Yep, this is what's going to happen now. Similar. And <laughs> I, um, Rob from Old Thunder dropped off some cans of one of their pilot batches and put it in the fridge in the office, told me to grab one. They were unlabeled and just cans, so I later in the week grabbed an unlabeled can, took it home, 
went to open it during a game Sunday night or something. Poured it. It was like super dark orange, no foam. I was like, oh, this must just be like an old like double passion fruit underscore. Chugged it. Got super hammered. (laughs) I found out it was actually a canned cocktail we canned for Maggie's Farm. Oh, yeah. So it was a a 16-ounce zombie from Hidden Harbor. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the percentage on that had to have been, like, what, 15 or 20%? I don't even know. It was, like, liquor, though, for sure. (laughs) Crazy. That's awesome. Sometimes you don't know what you're getting into. Oh, boy. It's 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 fun to spin that wheel. That's why people go to Mario's on the south side <laughs> and do that shot wheel. Um, oh, do you, so. Do you have any uh, breweries in the city that you are like that you stan, as it were? Do you know that term? What when you're like you super fan? Girl. Yeah. 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 Um, At least I don't have to actually explain it to you. I feel like I've had to explain that to people before. Uh, weirdly, I. I think I knew that only because I went on a rabbit hole today. Trevor, I think you'll appreciate this about Free Britney. Ah, uh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. There's a lot I just there. Went, There's I a just, lot there. I lost an hour today on that. <laughs> you look up and you're like, wait, what time is it? Yeah, I was like, what happened? Um, anyway, uh, um, I think, like, I kind of just, like, drinking – in a really like chill way. Like if I'm gonna, so roundabout probably is what I'm really gonna say. Um, and Brew Gentlemen, I like their beer a lot. Um, but I think like those are kind of the two that I always like, that I'll actually like make a point to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am really excited for kind of this next crop of breweries. Um, I think it'll be really cool to have Trace and old yes. I think I'll be at Old Thunder like an irresponsible amount. Yeah. Uh, it's so I'm, close um, to Dancing Gnome. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about that one. I yeah. love when people take old post offices, banks, any federal building and and make it into a brewery. It's just uh, Yeah. Recipe for success in my in my eyes and Trace. I'm very excited about cuz I'm I'm very close to that. I live very close. Yeah, to they're in Bloomfield, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, I follow them on Instagram, and I'm really excited. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm like, I check it daily, and I'm like, yeah. okay, when is the announcement? When are we going to be doing a soft opening? Mm-hmm. Can right. I be there? Like, let's... Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to come on, message us. Please do. Like. <laughs> um, um, that's good. Yeah, I am... Um, Roundabout's one that I actually do kind of miss. Uh, it's yeah, going to... Are they, like, lot. open? Right. Are they doing stuff? I haven't uh, been to the brewery, but the pop-up... Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Pop-up. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. We talked about going. And are, are they still doing it now? Or is it it's done for... The, um, oh, you were there last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I thought thanks you meant... I mean, last year they... Um, hmm? So thanks for the invite. They there, kept like going, like, minutes. when the weather was okay <laughs> yeah. uh, until, I think, like, January. Um, like, so not, like, a consistent schedule last year, but um, I imagine... You know, they'll kind of, as long as people are coming, yeah, like, stay open there. That's kind of the tough thing this year is the food requirement. Right. You know, so yeah. you can't just be like, all right, we're going to throw two bartenders down here. We're yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You need to have a, you need to have a food, food truck. truck. Yeah. That's a big I bummer. I The more so that it happens, the more, like, angry I am. If I, like, get off of work, I want to have a beer at Mad Max before I go home. You know? It's just. Yeah, I was just in Chicago, and they, they're very strict about, like, wearing masks like when servers come up to your table and stuff but there's no food requirement so 
You can drink as much as you want. Yeah, the food thing, I think, is more of an economical crutch. I don't know. I mean, at first I was like, oh, this makes sense. But now, like, after going to a city that, like, literally, like, walked in, temperature check, take your phone number for contact tracing, like, that seems like a, I don't know. That's how it was when I was in Maine, too. It was like, I I forget now, because I kept being kind of like... Like, oh, well, if we go to that bar, we have to eat there. And then if we go to a brewery, we have to eat there, too. And I'm not going to eat twice. And I was like, wait, I don't have to do that here. I can just give multiple businesses my money. I just hope that this gets resolved uh, sooner rather than later. Because I would literally give a kidney to be here with uh, 200 people I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like I hated it yeah. when it was happening. Like I love this place and I will come here all the time. But I didn't like when it was like packed to the gills with people. But I would literally give anything to do it right now. Right. Yeah. I would give anything to be shoved in this corner. Yes. By Putting my beer, stacking my beer, stacking my beer on the tree. Yeah. The tree in my face. I have <laughs> hidden. I, I was. I, I hid behind that tree many many times. Yes. And I'm like, okay, Absolutely. it's a Saturday at like 1 p.m. We go to a dancing big home. Yeah. I know a ton of people are gonna be there. I just want a beer and I just want to be around like, I mean I miss that energy like a lot like both uh, from like me going places but then I think too like um, I don't do a lot of front of house work here and I never I've, what, what like worked like five bar shifts ever maybe uh, more you always helped out <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I did really like being able to kind of like say hi to people and yeah. like see people like yeah. Just having a good time with the beer, you know, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just like a couple people in the back at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday, like yeah. sweating and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, making it happen. But um, it is, it, I didn't, I wouldn't have made me thought about like how much I valued like seeing people like yeah. enjoy it. And I really miss that now. Like, um, the garden's been nice to have a little yeah, bit have of you, that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you been, have you gotten out there and like hung out or? I don't like think after? I've like hung out as at like a table there. She um, interrupted my dinner the one night though. I'm sorry. You no. act, yeah. You're acting like <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're acting like you guys are friends, which you're not. No, but. <laughs> Friendly. <laughs> Friendly. Sorry. I didn't mean to be rude there. All I was and saying is. Your life. What? I did interrupt his dinner. I like brisket a lot. What, what was it? Was it? Uh, blowfish. blowfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is. That, can we talk about how much goddamn food they give you? Oh, it's, it's amazing. insane. It's and it's a, amazing. I literally, I literally almost dropped. They handed me the container, didn't realize it was going to be so heavy, and almost dropped it. I like the reenactment <laughs> of that a lot. You can't see it, I guess, on the microphone. No. Well, no, podcasts are a visual medium, as we know. Yeah. As we know. I swear you should just set a camera up, unedit it, and throw it on YouTube once a week. Oh, we did. We tried to, we tried to live stream before episodes and no one watched. Yeah. So I honestly know that no one will. Yeah. Oh, there's a live. It's okay. Yeah. I don't like the live stream aspect, but I do like the idea. We're not, I don't think, I think we're, we're much better on, on mics than we are on camera. Yeah. And I make it seem a little bit more coherent than it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's talk about the beers that we're drinking a little bit here. Sure. Uh, so we all started off with an Octo, which is by far one of the Amazing. best Oktoberfest style beers oh, in the, the Thank city. You. It's super crushable. It's a great color. It's what you want this time of year, honestly. 
Um, I we haven't had a whole lot. I know we were talking about like trying to get as many as we could. The um, that is like a aggressively tall order because I had that. Are you talking about like Oktoberfests? Yeah. Yeah. Like one day I was like, I'm gonna do an Oktoberfest tasting, and I went to like whatever beer store, probably save more. It was just like, oh my god, there's so <laughs> there's many. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't yeah, feel, don't feel bad. It's it's hard to justify like who to put in and who to take out yeah. of that conversation because everybody did one this year. There were like because uh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. And every and I mean I feel like it's not. I don't want to say it's an easy style to do well, but I feel like it was everybody made a passable version of it. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. So. Thank you. So then we had a uh, we had a barrel lustra that. Trevor which took is, a long time to Which is tasting <laughs> delicious right Tastes now. great. For the record, it was uh, waxed. It was double waxed. Yeah. Double it was waxed. the potentially double There's, waxed. I've never seen more wax. There's less wax in Yankee Candle candles <laughs> than are on this bottle. You know, so that I made it better because the anticipation was so great. I yeah. wanted to take a it's candle gr- I mean, it's great. and put it at the top of it. And then Why to get the wax that? off, you light it. And as the stout warms, it melts the wax, and what then by the time the wax is melted. Don't, don't give up all of your good <laughs> ideas on this podcast. But also, it's probably the best place to do it because no one listens to this. You're the only one. <laughs> one You're literally going to be the so only later, one. This is my later, personal reminder. <laughs> this, is, this is that's yeah. not true. You guys have a very large Denmark following. Um, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Sweet, the people in Sweden <laughs> love us. The Swedes, <laughs> they love us. They love us there. There's so much. Uh, there's so much else in the world that you could be listening to, but you choose us, Netherlands. We thank, thank you. you. <laughs> no, it's Trevor and it's um, Ryan and Pittsburgh Beer Dad and Pittsburgh Beer Dad and One and that's fine. Dad. Like that is, I would, I would, I wouldn't <laughs> want anything else. Those no, Pittsburgh like, Beer Dad and Pittsburgh Dad are two very different profiles. But, but what if it was Pittsburgh Dad? <laughs> no, um, I would, I would stop this podcast immediately. Oh. Do you like him? Immediately. Do you like him? I love Pittsburgh. Are you You kidding me? I loved him when I lived away. This is like my dad, but skinnier. I I just, it's so, it's so, it's, it's. You only live once. Right, you don't watch it every week. You watch it after the Ravens game. You watch it during the holidays. Yeah, that's a good point. I do watch it to yell, listen to him yell about the thermostat. (laughs) Because ours is always set at. I do like it. I just, Since I we're don't. drinking this, this is not nearly as sexy, but I do actually want to try this. I haven't had this. Is that Mean Old Tom? Yeah. Oh, Mean Old Tom is a great Tom. standby for sure. So, what are like? What are your like favorite beer styles? We're just gonna get casual now. Oh, we're gonna now do the we, like, do the standard. Okay, yeah, so on, the, oh my the top god. Three. We'll do the top three. So we usually do like a three in in ascending order. So, so three, three, two, two one. one. Yeah. Oh my god, um, that is phenomenal. We'll give you some time while they're ogling over this beer. It's really good. It's, 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 nice. it's, it's really phenomenal. good. It's it tastes nice, yeah. like M and M's. Yeah, just, just like liquid M and M's. But like the tiny ones. Yeah, and like a little in minty. The in the tube. Oh my god. Tube and M's. Now I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has that like almost a dark. Just chocolate like a little too. little bit of like mint. Well, like thin really mint situation. That's mm. delicious. I, that was on purpose. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of tart or something. There's like some kind of like acid or something that I'm really enjoying. It's that's very good. It's phenomenal. So this is yeah. the meditatio. Uh, monkish, yeah. Monkish mm. meditatio. 
Uh, this is this year's version of it. I don't know if they've done it before or not, but um, I am not sure. Yeah, this was from a couple months. This ago. is a great foray into stout season for me. Yeah, I don't think I haven't had a stout. I have. I don't. Know, I probably have, but. I mean, it's always stout season, as we know. All right, let me read the description right quick, just so we have it on the internet here. A blend of imperial stouts aged in bourbon and rye whiskey barrels with cocoa nibs and vanilla beans. Blend number one. Isn't it cacao? It is cacao. I don't know. Well, there is cocoa and there is cacao. 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 I'm sorry. It is cacao. I I misspoke. Um, It is 15%. Oh, boy. It's a good start to stout season for sure, Alex. Yeah, I'm going to be real warm tonight. (laughs) With that corduroy jacket. Yeah, I also layered it with a cardigan. I'm a <laughs> I really, I really look. was feeling myself. Your colors <laughs> are good very look. good. I was vi- like, yeah, this. I literally, these are like the only three things I, I had like at my parents' house. I watched my parents' house again. Movie. Podcast. So I had to like is just a throw a bunch of stuff in a duffel bag. You look good. Yeah, I, I really I, want a sweater like that. It was genuine. The the shirt or the this the sweater. This is this is from Urban Outfitters like ten years ago. Right when it was hot. Vintage. They don't have good stuff anymore. I have stuff that's like <laughs> at, like five years old, five to like ten years old that I love. But now I, yeah. it's all like weird, like like streetwear stuff that I'm never gonna wear. Like I'm not gonna wear an over-the-shoulder fanny pack. Why? You know, it's so Vogue. I mean, I will. I have a it fanny pack, Vogue. but I'm not okay. gonna do. I'm not gonna do the over-the-shoulder. See, shoulder I think one. that the regular fanny pack was like really hit in stride like two years ago, and now like it's it's it, gone. If you're gonna stay hip, you gotta move well, up. Well, I don't know if I want to be hip. You do. I want to be timeless. I don't want to be hip like this bad boy. It's a great jacket. It is. Really it is. Great it's a really good. It's a really good color. Trevor has it's like nice a jackets. like an aubergine, perhaps. Perhaps. What a good color. There was no. I was watching Shit's Creek yesterday, and he was like. Uh, David, I don't know. If it, does anyone watch it? Great. No. no, 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 not a single. I know person. who you're Do talking you? about. No, though. mainly because my mainly because my parents watch it. Oh, so. my sister watches. Right. We, so, we didn't get into the story. <laughs> so of the time. So oh, we did it. Maybe no. off. My sister. Yeah, off yeah, we will do this off pod. But anyway, okay, we've given you plenty of time to think about your top three beer styles. Okay, so I'm ready. styles. I wasn't so thinking about it at all. No, no, not beers. I was. This is Okay, great. This is a question that everybody that comes on for the first time. There's two. There are one. That's fine. Follow it up with. One that's with. fine. Yeah. Um, okay. They're both uh, stupid. They're both the <laughs> dumbest questions ever. Like, I don't know why people listen ever. Do you need more time? Do, no. We... Um, okay. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> I guess... Um, it changes all the time. Like, it's yeah, like right for sure. Uh, I think, like, what... The, these are the things that, like, I maybe like to like favorite things to drink. I have like a whole, I go back and forth of like, is favorite the thing that you have all the time or is favorite the thing that you like, like the most as a rarity? Mm-hmm. Undecided. But See, no one's ever, no one's ever brought that up because I think, really people, one, I think most people would, I think most people would assume that we mean like, what do you go to the most? Yeah. yeah. That's what I would have thought when you asked me. Right. So it's interesting that you say that. But I, I don't, that is not like informing my answer. Sure. Um. <laughs> I mean, no, but it's, it's giving us more things to think about um, and more content. But I think uh, to be so, maybe number three is probably like honestly, like Porter Brown Ale. Um, I just, I actually really love all those multi flavors. And I love a Porter, it's I, just I, so good. And they're like dry and like. Like, I'm not talking, like, sweet stuff. Like, just something, like, Fuller's. No pastry boys in that list? Uh, 
I mean, I can appreciate those for like what they are, but that's like not. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say, Trevor? <laughs> I, I specifically remember you were at my house one night, and we had a very amazing pace reporter. But it's the opposite of what you're talking about. It was um, Crema from um, Forger. Yeah. It was a super super lactose vanilla <laughs> coffee porter. It was phenomenal beer, but not quite what you're. Doing. Yeah. Well, and that's back to like I can be interested in it, like from a professional perspective but you're a professional you can say it it's no I just uh, no it's not a dirty <laughs> word I meant like um, I think like I can be like oh like how did they make this and I, sure. I like how these things are balanced like I think it was well executed uh, um, but it's not like I actually don't really like pastry styles <laughs> Um, as like a, fine. as like a thing, we're as like okay, a, we're done here. As like a, as like a and thing. And that's all our time. It's so <laughs> <great>. <laughs> So I'm fired. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I mean like You're allowed to have from from like things that I like to drink. You want to play that game? Mine doesn't. She has snap, a sharper knife, but okay. it is sharper. <laughs> um, she has got you like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we're all. Ri- Whipping out weapons at this point, and we're we going to have a knife fight. Yeah. Trevor's knife is bigger than mine, but mine is sharper than his, so who it's, will win? It's, it's not about the size, it's about the sharpness. It is. <laughs> Just saying. It's we how all you know. wield it. Okay. Size doesn't that's, matter. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't have been timed more know, perfectly. Right? <laughs> so, okay, uh, anyway, so you don't okay. like pastry salts. Porters. Uh, I do. Wait, now, as like quick. A, as like a, a couple ounces of like a dessert. I'm sorry. Uh, like it's like a dessert that's wine. No, that's fair. I, I can say. Yeah. Yeah. This amount of that stout that we're See, drinking right that's, now. This that's is also very dry. Like this. I don't is, know if I call this a pastry. Stout. No, I don't think so. No, it's not sweet. I don't think so. Um, I mean, it has like sweetness it's an that is stout, and I don't think that balanced. necessarily means pastry though. I think that's a problem with in in general stouts now because you put something in a stout and immediately it becomes this pastry stout, right? Like everybody just has that kind of. You should meet my husband. This is like a rant that he loves to go on. I hate it. I hate like, it because I Imperial love stouts. Imperial stout doesn't mean adjunct. pastry stout, and it, you can still put vanilla in it. It can still be great, and that doesn't mean it has to have lactose, and it's a whole other thing. <laughs> Did you guys bond over your love of craft beer? Um, my husband's name is Jake and I. Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. Uh, Does he want to fill in for our Jake? Right. Because if he wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> we, could just, we don't even have to change the We don't even need to. Yeah, we yeah just, you can just, just pretend right it's the there. same person he all just, along. He only, he only needs a Mac. We do it all remote. Um, I only hesitate because I knew we met when we were like 18 okay. um, and not legal drinkers, although obviously we were drinking. Uh, uh, not obviously. We don't condone underage drinking, but the statute of limitations has far been passed. Well, they were, so we're they were in Ohio with legal guardians at the time. So they oh, were, oh so actually, it's legal. legal. Okay. They were allowed to drink. Perfect. No problem. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think that like we kind of got into it together, you know, as we started like buying beer and tasting beer, and and we're homebrewing together for a while, and then like. Um, it became a much bigger part of my life than it is of his. But I kind of like, he likes all the like, he loves pastry stouts. He loves triple IPAs. He, likes, he loves a whale. He uh, loves a whale. He's a hype boy. And hype it's kind boy. of nice for me because it like, we're talking about like, can I enjoy beer as much anymore? Yeah. Like Jake can. And so it's nice for me. <laughs> no, but like all that stuff is like, these really big, intense beers, and they can still be great, but I don't necessarily like 
love them as much, or at least not like a 16 ounce can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no. so it's great for me because both I can like, I can have a couple of ounces of it, which is like the perfect amount for me. And he, he'll drink the rest. And then like, he'll be like, I fucking love this. And I'm like, I'm like, his excitement is like really good for me. That's for good. sure. Yeah. It's always good to see someone else be happy. I want to give a little background on Jake. Um, very into cocktails. As particularly maybe tiki cocktails even. Oh hell yeah! Um, I'm gonna take res- I'm gonna take some responsibility big, for that. It's wild. Big fan of uh, Hidden Harbor then. Well, he what I would makes, say is I, he I, can do it. They have hosted us for dinner multiple times. Just as well. And Jake will. He has the stuff. He's got the books, the recipes. So he will whip them up. I have your number. not only not only the liquors and the We're mixers, but the yeah, the fruits, the sugars, <laughs> yeah, the different cocktail. ingredients. Oh. Um, he's got an amazing. Do you have a bottle liquor. of blue uh, curacao in your? Caraco is how you say that. I don't. I don't think so. But we do have like homemade falernum. Um, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Like, they're Katie. Katie. That's Jake. okay. Listen. Go. I love their house. Um, they live in a very one of my favorite neighborhoods in Pittsburgh, in a beautiful house made of yellow brick. Which oh, is so Pittsburgh. I love a yellow That's my brick. dad's family. My dad's parents live in that uh, same house. Our house stepped out of 1955, and it hasn't really much it's, changed. It's an amazing yeah. house, but you walk in and you get to the dining room, and on the right is an entire wall of an entire bookshelf, and it's amazing. And then the opposite wall is all the liquor. <laughs> equally as big, <laughs> equally as amazing. It's Excellent. my favorite dining room. See, yes. I love that. I didn't realize that that was, like, a thing that people were into until, like, recently. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that people were, like, into tiki cocktails. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing. Right now, so like, I don't know. So I was going to, to bring it back to beer, I was going to say, like, I'm not a big p- fan of, like, pastry styles because I don't like sweet alcohol. Like, yeah. I don't right, like... Yeah. Like, I don't do sweet wine. I don't do sweet cocktails. Like, like if I'm drinking coffee or alcohol, it's going to be dry and not sweet. I think I, I've i never had much of a sweet tooth in, like, anything. Like, I'm not, like, a sweet. actually. I don't know how I married him because I'm a baker, and I'm like, here, have this. And well, like, and so Jake has a huge sweet tooth, and he bakes things, fine, and he's yes, a great baker. Thanks. And, like... So he's a doctor, a baker, makes a mean tiki cocktail. A candlestick maker. <laughs> I was about to say it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Um, Where did you find, does he before. have a brother? He, he has four sisters. He has God five sisters. Five sisters. So five sisters. I can never oh, win. Yeah. I can uh, never win. <laughs> anyway, so um, I think uh, it is, I do really like that he's kind of into he's into beer and I'm like appreciate the cocktails but it's almost like we sort of have developed like different skill sets that are work together so like mm-hmm. um, he is amazing at making cocktails he knows a ton about scotch our dog is named whiskey not because of me it's because Jake is into whiskey um, and I just like receive that information sure. I'm like I don't need to know this because you know so, like, why do I need to know? You how just to get make- to enjoy the cocktails, which is great. And I think that the reverse is a little bit true of him for like beers. Like, he's like, I don't need to know all this because you know, and you'll just bring me home like great beer, and I'll just drink it and I'll appreciate it, and it'll be great. So you guys throw a mean dinner party, is what I'm hearing. Fuck yeah! Right? I yeah, miss no, having yeah. dinner parties so the last, much. The last two times I've been over there, they made the, the second most recent time we did tacos with. Uh, corn tortillas they made and pressed themselves right before. Amazing. All Incredible. the salsas and stuff were from the garden they picked right before. 
And then what the most recent time we did uh, soup. What did we do? Oh, I made. Pork I think belly. I made like. Um, Can we just couple marry them? Is that cool? Uh, was yeah. it ramen or pho? I think I made. I think I don't know what we called it, but it was like an Asian soup with oh, pork. With, it wasn't pork belly, was it? It was with. Um, oh, it was with the veal. veal. It Jordan's was veal. veal. Wow. It was, it was thinly sliced veal. Oh my god! Phenomenal. I'm this gonna just, kill myself. <laughs> this sounds like way better than the nicest restaurant. That so you can I've find actually been really. Just like, end up there on I've actually been really pissed <laughs> that uh, like coronavirus is like harshing my dinner party vibes because like I love dinner parties. I need to like I I need you to like write up like a handbook for me because like I have a beautiful apartment that I need to have people over. You're gonna in. bleep the neighborhood I say when I say this, so people don't hunt her neighborhood down. Sure. I'm gonna find it. They live up in the top corner of Greenfield and the sun sets and you can see the city uh, and they just I have was... a picnic table. They have a table in the back in the garden and just have amazing dinner parties. I'll just say Thank you, Trevor. That's out, nice. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Because like, fucking live for dinner party. Um, a big, uh, like, part of my being um, in, back in Baltimore, uh, I have a lot of friends who are like small scale farmers. Um, I was, you know, I've worked in like local food, the cidery, we bought all our apples locally. Um, I did like pop-up dinners in my house. Uh, so it would be like a four course meal that I would cook and my friend and make beer for. And why uh, is everyone that works here so fucking cool? I'm so mad. Like, and she's an artist, like nice. the rest. Like what the fuck? I don't do art like, anymore. Taught art at a Montessori school. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's what convinced me not to be a professional artist. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is horrible. All right, so real quick to reel it back in right. here. I, yeah, my I question this. was: We were at number three is porters. Okay. No, okay, but yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to say something <laughs> so, here. <laughs> no, it so wasn't even that. It's not even talking about We're not even no, no, that's exactly, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about because I wanted to ask if you would uh, lump in black IPAs. No. No. With browns and porters. I don't I don't have like the shade that I've heard from other people just like in the ether about black IPAs. Like I don't have a problem with them. Um I I think it was kind of like this weird flash in the pan fad, but I do think that like that is an idea that can be executed well, like whether or not you want to call it a black IPA, whatever. But like, I do think that like a malty hoppy beer can be a good thing. Right. Um, okay. So, but I do, I very strongly feel that a Porter is not a black IPA. <laughs> right. No, I get that. That's what, that's why I was like the, the Browns and Porters have a very different set yeah. Than the black IPA. And like, was, for example, I don't know what they call it, but, like, I just brought home a four-pack of Haunted House, which is this, like, R&D um, hoppy brown ale, maybe is what they call it, from Allagash, and that shit is fire. Uh, I see, I love, yeah. I do love a... There I was, do love a fire whale. No, I actually really like um, hoppy brown ales, because <laughs> <This> I... <guy>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know anything, Do I not anything about beer. I don't, know any, I don't know anything about beer. <laughs> he really <laughs> doesn't. I don't. Uh, I just get the fuck the, out of I here. just enjoy <laughs> the, I just enjoy the company. Uh, you know? So, no, but I do like um, the hoppy brown ales. The the hoppy ambers as well mm -hmm. kind of play that same way, like um, amber waves from Voodoo. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was Butler Brewworks did a. I'm not super familiar with like the the depth of the beer scene here. No, that's like, right. and that's fine. I'm not trying to like name drop or anything. Yeah, but more just because like I'm not from here and like Pittsburgh beer doesn't leave right. Pittsburgh a true, ton. True. Yeah. But because of Pennsylvania and their fucked up yeah. liquor laws. 
But I was saying, uh, but yeah, the the Butler Brew Works did a hoppy brown ale, and it was I think a, like a 420 release or something like that. So they were trying to play up the, you know, pause for the, the pause for the cause, as it were. Um, oh, it's just what weren't for it. Yeah, the, the, the weed. The um, puffs for the stuffs. The puffs for the stuffs. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else. Oh, man. This is so great. Thanks so much for having us here. <laughs> I miss this so much. It's, All right, so you're number two. Yeah, let's get let's get back to the. <laughs> All I, right. That was that great conversation. You, I love, I love this. I love this so much. Anyway, go ahead. We're going to have you on next week. And the week after, so we can talk about all the stuff. Right. We have to recap uh, the re- like the weekly recap. Thing. You no, should we, make we a podcast just... recapping the weekly recap. <laughs> that would be fun. We're just gonna keep going, and if it's a three-hour episode this week, you guys can just fucking deal with it. And you can yeah, have you to go to bed. <laughs> but there's home. So Who we're riffing on Needle Tom work. right now. It's a stout <laughs> aged on natural vanilla beans. Uh, but what is your second pick? Number two. Um, I. I think I'm gonna go with uh, like barrel aged saisons, like something in the realm of like eight percent um, French saison type yeast. Uh, I actually feel like this is like a hard beer style to come by, um, but every time, like, it just isn't the sexiest of of that school of thought. Like, obviously, like Cancion is like you can take like a deep dive and drop 30 plus dollars on a bottle and then like, like oh my god I'm drinking Cantillon and Cantillon's great like Cantillon is so good but um, I've had a couple saisons recently that are in languages mostly French that like I is hard for me to remember like who it was from and how it was made but that I was like this is a fucking good beer like it's like they just have like this really nice acidity they're really nice and effervescent they go well with food they have a ton of flavor um and they really lend themselves well to like oak or brettanomyces or fruit or some combination of all of that. And it's just like, I think I've almost been kind of falling back in love with that beer style. There's, I haven't had a lot of like Belgian type beers like that here in Pittsburgh. Um, and if anything, maybe that is the reason that I like go to Lorelei is because they actually have like. Uh, I love it there. Like, oh I my mean, God. everything about Lorelai is great. Amazing. I went uh, to Jake Carr a couple weeks ago. I, uh, there's a server that works there that I ghosted. Oh. And I don't feel great about it. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. But the one well, time I had, to go pick to up, I had to go pick up to-go cocktails and walked right by him. And Talk about a to-go cocktail. Didn't make eye contact. <laughs> I did make weird eye contact. Um, oh, no. But, yeah, anyway, so just a, little, just a little sidebar. It's good that no one listens to this podcast, I including like my parents. I feel like your choice here lends to your food background as well, though. For sure. Right? That's Yes. They, yeah. they kind of seem like it just melts. Well, yeah, I right? mean, it's just, it's the perfect beer for any time. Yeah. That, a table beer. Which is a little different from what I'm saying. I know, but a, a, the, a, the idea of Yes, a table okay, beer, yes. Not yes. what a table beer has come to be. Okay. Like, Brew Gentleman's I table beer. That. Not Brew Gentleman's table beer, but a French Saison is what I want out of a table beer. Absolutely. Yeah. A, perfect beer for anything. Yeah. Um... So I think I would like to kind of find a way to get, like, back to making those, even just for myself to, like, drink. Um, Again, like, I don't really see that making a ton of sense here at Dancing Gnome for a bunch of reasons, but um, 
I've had a few kind of recently that I was like, this is my jam and I need more of it in my life, even if it's just like at my house. Like I have a kegerator and I can make beer. So where I can probably make where that do you happen. get these? Uh, like mostly here in Pittsburgh, like Lorelei. Um, I went, like I mentioned, I did this trip up to Maine and Vermont recently and I was just like, I went to Navari Res. I've never been there before. It's like a kind of older school Belgian influenced bar and like drank a lot of like that kind of thing. And I was like, this I need in my life again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and had some like saisons from uh, French Canada that okay. just kind of like the names, like my memory really sucks because probably the alcohol, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I just have sort of been feeling like that's something in my like drinking life that I'm missing a lot. So I feel like saisons are generally underrated across the board, right? Like the the style itself is just not done as much. Cause I think there's a lot of like It's a confusing style. Sh- it yeah. is it is confusing style. It means there's no rules. Almost nothing. Yeah. It's like hard right. to pin down. Yeah. Um in terms of like A B V and ingredients and color and like yeast crap. strain. Yeah. yeah right. It really means nothing. Um, and then also I think, uh, I don't think Katie's got any yet. I haven't. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Um, my bad. Sorry. We can resolve that quickly. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, don't do that. That's funny for me. Um, Probably should have gone with this one first though. Just, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, I think it gets overshadowed by, Lambic. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. And Lambic is, I mean, again, like, awesome. But um, Lambic is, to me, like, a very, like, I'm not, like, every day drinking Lambic ever. Like, Lambic <laughs> is, like, I'm having a party and, like, yeah. shit's going down. And, like, <laughs> we nice bottle. popping bottles. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's 4 a.m. and I'm ready to crash. Which, which I think is, like, kind of appropriate for, like, what that beer style is. You know, it takes forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to make, and there's, they're so unique as beers that the champagne of beer, which we all know is not Lambic. <laughs> I just had it recently as in like two days ago. He's talking about Miller High Life. <laughs> I do like MGD better. Were you though, here that day that like, um, so, uh, you know, there's this window here and we're all sitting here in the like 10 a.m., talking about whatever and a Miller High Life van drives by and like broad daylight like make eye contact with like five employees and we were like oh my god hey and like the driver like looked at us and was like this is weird like we're like, like we're like Miller High Life uh, and then we're like so uh, I guess we gotta go rob that van <laughs> but, and that's how I got 30 cases of Miller High Life yeah uh, but I, I think um, like Lambic is a great beer, but um, Cezanne like needs some love. And then I also think there's like some shitty ones. Like people make them and put them out, and like they have like weird like rubber flavors. And like um, I've done a couple pilot Cezannes that I was like, this is trash. Like rubber. <laughs> like, rubber that's the first time I've yeah. heard somebody say rubber about a beer. Like which I think is a more acceptable flavor profile in. Other alcoholic beverages, probably wine sure. specifically, like and scotch, absolutely. Like Isla Scotch is like just tastes like you burn an eraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've I've seen and had people also do saisons in cans, which I I wonder if 
That's how really lending itself to what the, the brewer intended. Right. Yeah. So I think that like that's like my muse. It's like those kind of beers. But <laughs> so what's that's a good one? answer. That's number a very one. Good answer. Number one. <laughs> Drum roll. I'm gonna actually like uh, let Trevor take a wild guess at this because you you have to know. I would have probably said my all time favorite beer. If you don't know, we're probably not friends. All right, I've had a lot of Zambuca down at the club today. <laughs> That's clear. <laughs> so we said porters, and then we said saisons. Are we just going to count mixed fermentation beers as like an overall general? We're not going to count that. West Coast style pale ale. I don't know if I would have said that. I'm sorry. West that was Coast one of my fascinating. Style. What a specific. That was, that was one of my style. top three too. But so I don't know if I would have guessed Sierra it. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, man, like that. Right. That. Yeah. That I was beer. gonna say. So my as soon as you said that, immediately I thought zombie dust. Oh, I fucking love zombie dust. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's Every so time weird. I have that's it, I'm like, this is one, the best beer that's, that's ever the been only made. Only one that comes to mind. Like it. It just is the the top tier of pale ale. Um, Obviously, so Sierra fire. Nevada always yeah. has been, right? But that's that's an incredible answer because nobody says West Coast Pale. Well, because like I think uh, it's got everything that like the West like West Coast Pale is not. It's like everything that you love about those IPAs, but in a digestible form. Like it's not like I'm gonna punch you in the face with IBUs. But it still is really bitter um, and has, like, all of that great, like, pith, pine, sap character, uh, sweetness that balances things out. But it's, like, a beer, not, like, an endeavor. So the, uh, the pale ale, you can do the, the West Coast pale ale, to me, is definitely one of those iconic styles, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the things that, like, when Sarah and I were... Get, like first started dating, um, she was not an IPA just, fan at all. I was just strict Belgian. Yeah, she was just Belgian beers. All or the time like raw nails. <laughs> and it, I mean, those like side sidebar. Uh, I'm not tra- like not to interrupt, no, um, but I do actually feel like uh, very anecdotally, and this was true for me too. Like women get into craft beer from a different space a lot of times than men do. Like they like Belgians and brown ales and malty things and like fruited sours. And it's, I hate well, it took me a minute to come around to sours. I'm, again, I, like it's weird even to make that generalization, but like, um, I don't no, think, I, feel like you're right, I don't think that like my entry point would have ever been like, give me a ruination. Right. And that's where this story was going because like, uh, we were out somewhere and they had pallet wrecker on tap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this Back is pallet wrecker was good. And like, she had just started drinking like 60 minute and it was like Fuck easing it. Into yeah, yeah. 60 minutes. Phenomenal. And yeah, the flying dog, oh um, I think really like raging bitch is like the perfect meld. Maryland. What up? What's that? That's a Maryland beer. It yeah, is. exactly. It is. Yeah. And I started drinking it. When One I of the best Maryland, tours yeah. I've ever been on was really. It was a great <laughs> and I say this all the time. Tour. They were super fun. Um, what's his name? Uh, is it Stedman, the artist? Ralph Stedman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that does all. Uh, yeah. It was. Huncho Jack cool. Jack Huncho famously. I went to a wedding where famously. they had Raging Bitch uh, on tap, and no one realized that. I don't remember exactly what the ABV is, but it's like seven ish. No, I think it's. 
I thought it was higher. I thought it was I nine. Let's but, Google that for sure. But yeah. anyway, higher no, than no, higher. She than said, "Google that months. shit." Google it, <laughs> um, you dumb bitch. No, um, <laughs> oh, I said that. <laughs> yeah, that was him, not you. But uh, definitely, Eight like, damn. Um, so no one realized that w- you were closer. Price is right. It's a good one. Without going over, oh, wait, it. So I would have okay, lost. So okay, no, you're right. Okay. Then. You're good. You're good. Anyway. Um, I went to a wedding where that was on tap and no one realized like how high ABV it was and they were just crushing this beer and then everyone was wasted and me and Jake were like ha 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 bitches like that's a double IPA classic <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's I it, it'll get you <laughs> oh is that one of those high gravities <laughs> high test highfalutin high as oh, my dad would God. say. <laughs> oh my God, that man. All right, uh, back to your story. Yeah, so the, so I gave her a palate record after having her drink 60 Minute. And she was like, oh, 60 Minute's okay. I can I can deal with this. And then the palate record was like, you remember the old Miller commercials where it was like Bitter Beer Face? Or it might have been like Bush Beer or something. Yeah. Like some generic. But the Bitter Beer Face. And I gave her the palate record. I was full on expecting her to be like, I can't do this. And she was like, nope, this is my favorite beer ever. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was those types of West Coast, like the, the bitter punch in the face, the, the high IBUs, that type of stuff is really what got me into craft beer. Like the man who made a face at me when I ordered Warmallet at Three Floyds. <laughs> right. Make so a face like, he goes, you want what? And I said, I want a Warmallet. Bitch, if I give it to me. Yeah. And you said, like, and you said. <laughs> <laughs> you said I will literally slit your throat. No, you I was just like, did you not hear me? I want a warm all we were, were we sitting at the bar that time, or was no, that we that was at the table? table. Yeah. The table. And you said that was on our honeymoon, <laughs> I'm wasn't it? No, it was. Our and you took your knife out of your pocket, <laughs> and you said it's oh, sharper than yours. No, you you had, to, <laughs> yeah. you had to pull your dress up, and pull it out of the garter. Yes. <laughs> because that's the classy way to hold a knife. It is. All right, I next time. Yeah. All right, so we opened another beer here. Uh, guys, this one is probably going to be a little bit longer than some of our normal episodes. It's just totally fine. We like hanging out with our friends and drinking Please good keep beers. Listening. This is... Uh, He's still actually, assuming that we're friends. I don't know if they think we're friends. At this point, you. you're probably right. Uh, Katie, what are we drinking? Uh, I know very little about this beer other than I kind of mm-hmm. bought everything... At Hill Farmstead that I could buy when I was there. Um, so this is a collaboration between Hill Farmstead and Tired Hands, but I don't know what the hops are. So you went to Hill Farmstead. I did. And then you bought a beer that they made with a Pennsylvania brewery. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> this um, is very mild. Yeah, it, is. it says it's a pale. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. Wait, what's the other Hop beer? Hands meets Edward. Tired. Oh, Tired Hands. Okay. Sorry, that's right. So, wait, this is Hop Hands meets Edward. Okay. Whatever that means. So they are. Are both you googling it, Trevor? Or are you just doing other shit on your phone? They are both. They're, my, they're that's my like stand, <laughs> They're standby beers, right? You're so Edward, Edward is something Hill Farmstead <laughs> makes all the time. And mm-hmm. so Hop Edward, Hands. Edward is a, a hoppy pale that Hill Farmstead. It tastes like a Starburst. Bottles. I like the smell of it much more than the taste of it. I feel the opposite. Interesting. I definitely get the Starburst smell, but I'm not 100% sure I'm following up on the taste with that one. But Which one? Isn't there a yellow one? 
Yes. Actually, sidebar. Who wants a yellow um, Starburst? Me. They're really good. I have been kind of wanting to do like two tastings, like one a candy tasting, because I feel like I haven't had any like actual candy in. We did. We did that. We did technically do that last year. Yep. Was it last year? Was I think it was last year. No, it was last year. Um, yeah, no, uh, that, so we got the idea from, uh, the Pink Boots Society. I think they did. They like, do it one. every year. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's like a pairing um, thing. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm a member of Pink Boots. Oh. Well. That's what I was going to say that about the, uh, the necromancy. It's, uh, really good to hear that the head brewer is a woman. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah. It's about goddamn time. She, I think is the first... No, um, she's the second female head brewer ever in Pittsburgh. Um, she's the only one currently. Um, yeah, was it um, Meg? I'm saying her last name super wrong. Um, Stesek? Seaset? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we, I, I've, Meg, I've heard Meg's name um, a lot. Uh, I know how it's spelled, but I'm just really butchering it. Um, but she is currently production manager at North Country. Um, right. So she was yeah. head brewer at Rock Bottom. Um, and then production manager is kind of like leveling up. Uh, ah, okay. So um, she's doing North Country's North putting Country. out some solid stuff, though, too. Like yeah. their, their Sour series lately have been really good. Um, yeah. We don't have much on the podcast of theirs. But no. I've always been a big no. fan of like the Firehouse Red. Yeah, like, their standards. Their, their standards are, are very solid good and solid. Yeah. yeah, stinky hippie and all that. But yeah, that, that's so. You three are like the big three in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Um, that's a really weird way to say that. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't mean that. I don't know how I feel about me. that, but uh, I I think um, to my knowledge, um, the only three, yeah, at, like ever. Wow. Um, and Jesus there Christ. are a lot of other really kick-ass women in the industry in other roles, um, including, like, here at Dancing Gnome, like, Emily Taylor is our packaging manager. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, it would be great to have, like, more. More, more friends. friends. <laughs> yes, yeah. we know. Yeah. We get it. Just saying I'll abandon my job for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I, I don't know how, like, we need to go on this but um i've i think like a big thing about like quote-unquote diversity in the beer industry is like jobs like not just being welcoming and providing like a inclusive atmosphere is a huge important component of like making other not uh, what i'm saying other i mean to our present company other than like straight white guys yeah um which is right now the minority in this it's true. Room. Yeah, that's um, true. But it actually is it shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Uh, but I think that um, you know, making all types of people feel welcome in our industry is important. And I think like, be that whether it's a welcoming environment for people to drink, or be that um, just straight up like representation through fucking jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Opportunities. Yeah. And I think yeah. Pink Boots is doing a lot for that too, right? Like it's, it's more of a knowledge and expansion of hiring, right? Like, yeah. So, um, Pink Boots, um, is a national organization that has like localized chapters and it provides scholarships for women in the beer industry to kind of like do professional development. Um, so that can range from front 
Tobacco House, so like they provide funds for people to do the Cicerone exam, which I think is like um, most you that is a exam that basically um, it's like the sommelier of beer. Like they know a lot about the styles and how it should be served and like um, how long your draft line should be if you have like a certain size bar. Um, but it really is for the service aspect of beer, I think is where it has its most value. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll pay for that, uh, down to like malting and brewing engineering courses. Um, that literally is like back to that class you said your yeah. brother went to, mm-hmm. like, yep. um, there are different types of like engineering, uh, biochemistry courses for brewing. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you can get various scholarships to do that through Pink Boots. Um, so I think it's it's cool because it's an organization that really does try to like build the knowledge base of, mm-hmm. of women. Yeah. Um, and likewise, like I think uh, Meg and Lauren um, and lots of other women that I've met here in Pittsburgh and in other cities like don't kind of leave it at Pink Boots. Like they really try to be active in like planning events that involve the whole beer industry or getting involved in like um the master brewers association uh which i am just like a couple days ago became an officer of and lauren's also an officer there so that's like really showing up to like kind of do whatever we can do to like pay it forward for to get other people like involved in the industry and it's that's really I mean, great to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. It's also I'm sure it's building blocks. Like you have to start somewhere and, and just keep going at it, right? Like All right. Well, I think that's all I have for part one. So oh yes, oh, yeah, that's right. All right. So guys, as Alex hinted, we are going to do a bonus section for this episode. This is episode one twenty one, if we didn't say that earlier. Yeah. But before we wrap up, we're gonna hit Katie, with one more question here, and this is a super easy one. Bring out your phone if you have it on you. Um, this is a... Do you have an iPhone? Dan by... No. Okay, she has an fine. Android, so it's going to be super weird because... That's fine, but we'll figure it out. No, it's all right. Because um, I drop my phone 20 times a day, so I should not <laughs> have iPhone would not work for you. Uh, <laughs> but it does if you drop it the right way. Yeah, and then you get your screen repaired. Um, Just the once, and I drop my phone three years. constantly. <laughs> You're going to curse yourself. All right. So the question is, what are your top five emojis oh. on your keyboard? So on iPhone, it's it's a far left column straight down. I'm on assuming. Android, I think it's across the top. Okay. That would, um, I mean, that makes so sense. So like the, the It emojis. does most recently use, but I can still tell you my like top. Can I just say like well, so yeah, most my top is, five? Yeah. Most re- I mean, it, it changes all the time. Fire, sure. Sure. dragon, the archer one. Because I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Sure. Um, stars and the sparkly heart. That's insane. Because that, those are... <laughs> Ours are always so stupid. Yeah. It's like those are way off. No face. You don't ever use, out. like, the faces. Eyes. Do you ever use the faces? Yes. Eyes. Okay. Eyes is an incredibly eyes useful yes. emoji, first I mean, off. Yeah, I use the faces. But I think I, like, use the sparkly heart all the time, the fire one all the time. Um, Jake only texts, the only emoji that Jake has ever used is dragon. So I okay. dragon back. Um, it okay. me- I don't know what it means. Um, Sagittarius is, I'm trying to be like, getting it. Is that, is that the archer? Is that yeah. The, okay. um, I already forget that. Oh, the stars is just like sparkly. It was fun. 
Is it like the shooting star? <laughs> no, like the like uh, stars. It's like two little stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait. It's like if there's like sparkles like, around you. What's the okay? Well, is how like, I wish that like what the what that emoji meant. equivalent would be. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only issue is like I'm trying to figure out like what that means for me. Yeah, we're all iPhones. But so. um, but that's okay. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so I think we're gonna wrap uh, part one. Yep. We're gonna. Does everybody uh, have beer in their glass? We're gonna. Because we're not cheersing empty beer glasses. Uh, I don't. Just, I don't. Is bad luck. I'm the only person. Are we gonna wait for Trevor to open another wax bottle? No, we're not. I don't want to do that one. I want to do the other stuff. I don't know what that is. It's Black Clouds. Oh, right, it's not mine. Well, but we have it was there. a couple more. Don't say that on the podcast. No, but they're, they, they're not. They're like... They're for us. They're for us. Right, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I understand. Um, so, thank you, Katie, for coming on this episode. You've gotten we, really good at this. We really appreciate it. <laughs> You've gotten really good at podcasting. <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. There's... Uh, going to be a bonus episode as Alex hinted to earlier and we're going to have some fun and I don't know play Parcheesi or something um, maybe Pictionary on the chalkboard over there yeah. but anyways ah, anyway, right. uh, yes thank you this has been a great time uh, guys if, yeah, you're, if you ever see me. Katie hanging out at Dancing Gnome wave her down and be annoying and cheers yeah, cheers all the time so okay. it's about that this is a horrible ending Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at TheWeeklyRecap1 at gmail.com. Hey.